Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Legionnaire podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing a review today of the Christopher Nolan masterpiece Oppenheimer. Will, what do you have to say about this movie? A, I can't believe they made a bomb after this movie. I thought you were just going to say like what we'd said in the green room. Like, they dropped the bomb. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah they dropped the bomb. <laughs> it was, yeah, no, it was really good. I think if you go into this movie with um any expectations, like, less than, like, amazing, you're going to be blown away. I This movie lived up to my expectations. I expected it to be damn near perfect. And that's exactly what I got out of it. Yeah, I did too. Um, it it lived up to everything I could have ever wanted it to be. Like there are some movies that I go into where I I want to see if it's going to be a good movie or not. And that's like movies like Guardians of the Galaxy 3 or um, like Ford v. Ferrari. And then there's movies where it's like I know it's going to be good and I want to see like – more behind like the actual story and everything and not like pick apart is this going to be a good movie because i mean after one trailer i was like yeah i know this is going to be a good movie i know this isn't going to be like you're running the mill type of movie so going into it i had like no concerns that it was going to be not an enjoyable film by any means necessary yeah it (laughs) i like I, I will say this. I like that Christopher Nolan went from like making movie. Like I haven't even seen Tenet yet because I feel like everybody's like, it makes zero sense. Cause like he was kind of on his like trip of like, I am God when it comes to movie making. Um, but like this biopic of Avatar was, it was nuts. Like it, like the amount of detail that it went to and like the cinematic like elements used, it was, it, I, <laughs> It doesn't feel like it's three hours. I'll say that. No, but I think after there's like two stories being there's two stories being told in this movie. I think after the first climax is done, I do think there is a bit of a drag. Um, and we can get into that in a, in a minute here. I will say that I have one minor complaint of the movie, um, and it's like early on when the movie first picks up. I don't know if you had the feeling, but I feel like. The the beginning of the movie where it talks about Oppenheimer's life when he was young and he was studying um, over in England, a lot of the parts of that, it just felt like a movie trailer to me. Like it, like it was cutting so frequently to like the present and then to the past and then to the present. And then it was like cutting in and out of different parts that were happening. And I felt like I was watching a movie trailer at one point just with how much we were like jumping back and forth and it was cutting. I was just... It was like the first like 20 or 30 minutes. I, I enjoyed it, but I thought there was too much happening. Like I, I was able to keep up with it, but I mean, I I, I feel like there was a little too much happening. That's, yeah. No, that's it, for me personally though. Yeah. It was intense. Um, jumping around. I like the first, the beginning of the movie, they threw so many physics names out there that they just glanced over that. I was like, this is, like I read a lot of physics books in high school and stuff. And so I recognized a lot of the names and I'm like, holy crap. Like they went like, I mean, like that was truth back in the day, but like, 
Yeah, the beginning of the movie was it was quite erratic with its pacing. It was like you like stomped on the like the gas pedal and we're flying through the beginning of the movie and it's like he's envisioning explosions in his mind and the score was so loud. That is my biggest complaint is how freaking loud this movie was at points. Like the bomb's going to go off. It's going to be loud. Like that's fine. But like the score was hit like at points. I'm like, I wish I had brought earplugs to this movie because I want to just like cover my ears. I felt like dad. I was like, I need to cover my ears right now. This is so loud. I loved the score. I loved the sound design of the score. Well, yeah, like I'm not saying that I did, but it, like the volume could have been turned down a few notches. Oh. Because Ludwig yeah. Gordonson, holy crap. Ludwig? Ludwig, Ludwig. Potato, tomato. Um, I'm related. Did your when you were watching the previews for the movie? If you saw any, did you see any previews before the movie started? Yeah. Was it a bunch of just horror movies that were playing? Um, I'll be honest with you. I showed up to the movie like right when the Regal ad starts. Okay, well, that's so what I, I only I I, I caught the back half of one trailer. Okay. There was like a ton of I was there pretty early um, because I was like sitting around and I was just like I'm going to go with Michael right now. Um, But there is I swear like six not six but probably three or four horror movie trailers that like played back to back to back. I was like Jesus. I didn't know they were making another Exorcist movie. I'm not not seeing it. I don't, I hate horror movies, man. It's, I don't, like, I don't enjoy being scared. Like, it's just not fun. But out of all of those, there is one, um, there is one trailer that I saw that looks very good. It's a movie that reminds me of The Breakfast Club and uh, Dead Poet Society. I have to look up the name of it. I, that's the back half of the trailer that I caught. Yeah, it was, it's some VHS type looking movie. Yeah, it looks like it's made like back in the day. Mm-hmm. That it, was a movie. Yeah. That looked interesting because, I mean, everything now is is very similar. So that being the only thing that looks different. I don't remember what it was called. I think it was called like The Holdovers or whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyways, beyond the point, I didn't know if you'd seen those with uh, the trailers. Um, yeah, I I saw something the other day that what's his name? Oppenheimer's grandson he was not happy about the apple scene oh like with the the potassium cyanide yeah with the poison in the apple and i was like yeah i can't really say i'm surprised about that but also i mean if that was true which allegedly it was because oppenheimer confessed to it i mean why would you be mad about your grandpa doing confess- some sketchy stuff like he can't change it now. He probably feels bad about it. Like he's probably like, yeah, maybe poisoning my professor wasn't the right course of action after he made fun of me. Like, oh no, murder isn't the answer. Yeah, I think it's funny though because I mean, you get like the the sense of his guilt and stopping it with the apple at the beginning of the movie. Cut to the end of the movie. You make the atom bomb. You're not going to be saving anybody's lives now. Sorry, dude yeah um i will say one of the the, so the movie tells two stories at once which i enjoyed um 
the story build leading up to prior to them dropping the bomb and mm -hmm. then after the bomb is dropped and it's like the security clearance and the two stories in that is one is like the subjective view of oppenheimer's life and that's like the story that we see we see two different ones in black and white and then mm -hmm. one full of color and in black and white that's purely from robert downey jr's character's perspective and he's mm -hmm. just making complete assumptions of what oppenheimer is thinking and what he's doing where you get the full picture in color and i thought that that's like a nice taste that christopher nolan did in the movie um, so like the full color from uh oppenheimer's perspective yeah like that's like the actual yeah. like this is what happened whereas robert downey jr he does not get the full he doesn't have the full painted picture in that sense no yeah no he does not because uh, uh, you you get that understanding then once oppenheimer and einstein have that interaction at the lake at i don't remember what university it was um was that Princeton. i'm gonna say one of the american ones it's advanced but, institute <clears throat> study it's like the physics mecca of the day <laughs> but alden ehrenreich's character he says it too which i love i'm so i i saw somebody say like this is the white people of avengers movies and i was like yeah that's not wrong <laughs> like yeah yeah because <laughs> every time every time a new actor came on screen like casey affleck Alden Ehrenreich, Emily Blunt, Rob Downey Jr., Killian Murphy, uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> like, it was like the white male Avenger actors. Like whoever like, the guy is that plays um, Gilderoy Lockhart in Harry Potter. Um, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, it's yeah. literally like all the white men. You like, and when you think about like white guys cast in a high value movie, it's probably one of these white guys. <laughs> Yeah, so like every time somebody, I was like pointing at the screen, I'm like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah, it's um, like Thanos like closing his glove, and you just see like all of these guys' faces. Yeah, exactly. But I, the line where Alden Reich's character says to Robert Downey Jr. Louis Strauss, he's like, "Could it be possible that maybe when they were talking at that lake, they weren't talking about you?" That was funny. I was, and that's when, like, you kind of get the whole picture. It's like, oh, yeah, the black and white isn't really supposed to be taken very... I mean, you take it seriously, but that's how you take it from somebody else's perspective. I enjoyed that. Um, this I don't, this movie's as good as I, I expected it to be. I went into it expecting a 10 out of 10, and I got a 10 out of 10 out of it. Yeah. It's, like, the way Christopher Nolan builds suspense in this movie... like. We know the bomb is being dropped. We know the bomb is going to go off. We know the world didn't end. But the fact, up until the bomb drop, I was sweating so hard. I was gripping my girlfriend's hand next to me because I'm like, I am scared right now, even though I know what's about to happen. And like they're like, if that ignition switch, if you're below this or below that, like we're either going to waste uranium, we're going to waste plutonium, you have to make sure this is perfect. And... The explosion sequence was gorgeous. It was. The, um, where it's like prior to, I mean, the bomb is dropped, but it shows like that um, fire sort of. The mushroom cloud. Like, yeah. They use that a lot in the movie, actually. Um, I, li I liked it when they were showing the world sort of tearing apart from the atomic bomb. Um, yeah. But then it's like you see like the fire encompassing it. Engulf, yeah. The planet. I. I did enjoy it a lot. Um, I will say as well, I mean, 
I think this movie gets carried off the back of just the phenomenal performance and acting job um, from Devin Bostick, hit actor from Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Roderick Rules. He's Was he in this? Yeah, the kid who plays Roderick in the original Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie. <laughs> what role does he play? He was one of the scientists in the movie. He's in it for like two seconds. Thank you, Will. He was one of the scientists in the movie with a movie built up of 90% Out, scientists. Name, okay, outside of like Niels Bohr, Dr. Oppenheimer, and... There's Richard Feynman. There was, I mean, you met Heisenberg in Germany. Um, no, well, Dr. Lawrence. Um, oh, this is going to bug me. Hans Bett. Um, that guy, yeah, he's, he's pretty boss it's not easy like i sorry but i'm not like up to my science like you cal so it's not really fair for that um he was one of the scientists though josh peck yeah could you tell me which scientist josh peck played he was the explosive guy oh nice yeah the explosive guy there's a guy who pushed the button does it matter yeah, that was exactly my point drake why did the bomb go off yeah i know i uh, i just think that's so i don't Seeing Josh Peck in a Christopher Nolan movie is not something I would have ever thought that I would see. No. I didn't even yeah. know he was still acting. I thought he was just making YouTube videos for a career. So good for him. Does he make YouTube videos? I'm pretty sure. I feel like that's Probably. what a lot of former child Nickelodeon stars do. Yeah, Disney, Nickelodeon. I feel like Disney stars are just getting arrested. I just made that up. They might not be getting arrested, but... I don't think so. I think Zendaya is doing pretty well. She's a Disney star as a kid. Yeah, she was in um. Oh, what was the thing that she was with Bella Thorne? She's off. She's not uh doing the same career path though as. I don't know who that is. I don't remember what the TV show was called, but they had one on Disney. I don't remember exactly what it was called though. But anyways, no. I wonder um, what the kid who's playing Gibby's up to. He's probably big chilling. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I think the strongest performances, I I take away more of Robert Downey Jr. I think Killian Murphy does a phenomenal job from it. Um, mm -hmm. I will say though, the scene that I was very moved by with Killian Murphy was um, after he finds out his ex-wife Florence Pugh's character had committed suicide, and he's like by the rock. I thought that that was a very very moving scene, and that was. That was emotional, where he's yeah, saying, was... saying how they they were they were supposed to be there for one another, and he's no longer there for, her and he failed her. Um, yeah, that was that was nuts. That was uncomfortable. That was tough. Yeah, I, I was saying this to you in the group. The it kind of like threw me off at points when it's like, I mean, when they were young and they're together, like, like when they made like Cillian Murphy look younger, it's like okay, this makes sense. But like when all of a sudden he's old and like she still looks the same. Like it's like, oh, that's still Florence Pugh, who's like not thirty years old yet, and there's Cillian Murphy, who's like fifty something. Yeah, or Killian Cillian. I don't know how you say his name. Um, yeah, whoever was making the reviews, because there were tweets saying that there was like a five to ten minute long sex scene, and you see Killian Murphy's everything, his whole yeah. package. I, I think I, that's. I think people are just putting that out there just to stir the pot. Oh, 100%. Because I was sitting there and I'm like, God, I do not know how you could film this for 10 minutes. 
I don't think, yeah. <laughs> Something tells me Christopher Nolan wouldn't do that. Listen, there's only one thing that I am taking away from Oppenheimer, and it's just a bunch of goddamn commies and liberals ruining this world. <laughs> All the commies. The goddamn liberals, too. I can't believe it. I should preface I am liberal as well, but I just like making that joke. Um, it, this movie had a lot to say about like nuclear war, and it's like if we just build more bombs, we're gonna blow each other up forever. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's scary, but You're not really wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, Christopher. Yeah, Christopher Nolan had a lot to say with that, and it's yeah. The threat and of like, nuclear warfare is never going to go away, unfortunately. It's only going to get yeah. worse, and it's, o- it's only going to be what's the next like massive WMD that we can create. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know. He, yeah. When, like, he was, like, when he'd, have, like, sit there and he'd just have visions of, like, missiles flying into the air, it's like, oof, jeez, man. I wonder if he, like, was I? I don't know. I don't, like, obviously, I am not Robert Oppenheimer, and I don't know what was going on in his head. But, like, if that's how he was truly feeling all the time, no wonder that man wasn't great. Yeah, that's true. I will say the scene with, uh, was it Harry Truman? When he says, get this baby out of the room, I was like, oh, yikes, man. Well, did you know who played him? Um, I think I might have. Was it? Bro, it's Gary Oldman. Oh yeah, 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 dude! Gary Oldman played Winston Churchill and Harry Truman. At this yeah. point, he's got to play Stalin in a movie. Then he's like the Allied Power, like he's like That's the Allied Power commanders of all the nations. Oh, good lord! I did. I really did enjoy. I mean, I know that at some point that Russia creates their atom bomb, but I like the tension where it's. You have you're like, oh, we have to get a head start against the Germans. Oh, are the Russians going to have their bomb as well? And then they started to fire. They they shot the first bullet. I everything that like they do to build up the tension in this entire movie, I think, is just done very well. Uh, yeah, like, when... in the two separate stories that are told pre and post bomb, like the world before they drop the atom bomb and the world after. When he's like, they fired the first ignition. It's like, oh, yeah, we didn't have a mole. It's like, how did they do this then? Because there's, like, a time in the movie where you're like, oh, maybe Strauss is, like, the good guy the whole time. And then it turns, it pivots, and you're like, oh, this guy was not a good guy. I'm trying to – and now it's been a week and a half since I've seen the movie, so forgive me. But who was the mole again? It was the British implosion guy. He was the one feeding info to the Russians. Because remember when um, Teller, the the – the big the man who was, I wanted to build the H-bomb. Yeah, when they suggested the H-bomb, I was like, please don't go down that route. <laughs> He's like, we, what if we build a bigger bomb? It's like, oh boy. <laughs> they all laughed at him when he said, well, why don't we just use hydrogen? I mean, he was right in the long run, but like, I was like, oh God, I can't, I can't go with, like, as soon as they finished that first bomb, I was like, yeah, and then there's like, Los Alamos is still there. I'm like, oh my God, if I have to watch them, like, blow up an h-bomb i'm gonna like i might die of like anxiety because i had already been through the ringer for the trinity test (laughs) yeah i would like to see a movie on the hydrogen bomb though i think that would be interesting 
Luckily, we've never used we've had to use never had to use it. Um, who built the hydrogen bomb? Who was the leader of the hydrogen bomb project? Edward Teller. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, father of the hydrogen bomb. Um, they just Nolan makes a sequel called Teller. Yeah. But. I I did I overall I mean I feel like it's just it's dependent on if you're a history nerd and you like um like the more side of like physics I for someone who like dad in this case I think it would be right up his alley yeah <clears throat> I think some people though there was a whole debate oh Barbie's doing better than Oppenheimer I'm like well the market no for kidding, Barbie it's is doing a lot better. larger than Oppenheimer um because not everybody's uh wants to see a biopic about the guy who created the atomic bomb. There were some dude. Some people should not be parents. I'm going to say that right now because I'm in the movie theater. This is after we've had an intimate scene between Florence Pugh and Killian Murphy. And I see this kid walking through the theater. Like he's got to be like nine. I'm like, who is bringing a nine-year-old to the movie about the atomic bomb? That kid was probably so bored. Yeah, probably. Because I saw him like walking up and down the stairs. He's like hanging off the railing at one point. I'm like, this kid is bored out of his hair. Couldn't find a babysitter for the night. You're not allowed to go to the movies then. Exactly. That's just like, I don't know. I'm not a a parent, but like. Yikes. Understanding right from wrong is a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, this movie was very, 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 very good. Like, there's not a bad, per- you could not find a bad performance. Emily Blunt was really, geez, she was really good in this movie. She was. Um, She looked like an old woman by the end of it. Bro, I thought she was going to make an atom bomb with how mad she was at Oppenheimer. Yeah, no, and it, like this, I just can't get over how good Christopher Nolan is at building suspense. I am excited to see what his next movie is. Um, I wonder if he'll go, if he'll follow the similar route, make another biopic about somebody's life, or if he'll head back over to like the fictional element and start making his own type of fantasy movies again. Well, whatever he does, I really hope he turns down the volume. No, I like it. I'm a Dude, it was it. just like, but like the the music did not need to be as loud as it was. Again, I don't have that problem at my theater. You might just have that problem at yours, but well, I know. everybody is complaining about this. I no, they aren't. I haven't seen any complaints about it. Go on any cow. Listen, if you look up something to confirm your bias, you're only going to find the things that confirm your bias. Like if Google, you look up, is Oppenheimer people... loud? Will anyway? Turns out my camera went off. Um, yeah. I was so like after this movie, I've been like watching videos on like how big the like the biggest atomic weapons test. Do you know what the large strongest nuke known to man is? Wasn't it one of the hydrogen bombs? Yeah, it was the Tsar Bomba by the Soviet Union. Um, it was oh crap! I just had it. Um, oh, oh sorry. I think it would have had like a 22 mile radius. 
Yeah, okay, so it was an ultra-high power, low-air nuclear explosion. The flare was visible at a distance of more than 620 miles away. It was observed in Norway, Greenland, and Alaska. The mushroom cloud rose 42 miles into the air. The blast wave circled the globe three times. A seismic wave in the Earth's crust generated by the shockwave of the explosion circled the globe three times. Um, glass shattered in windows 480 miles away. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the movie does a great job of just looking at morality and the ethics of not even just nuclear warfare, but warfare in general. Um, Because they talk about the Dresden firebombing, and that was... It's concerning. I mean, when you talk about stuff like this, I mean, the whole thing behind the atomic bomb as well, dropping it on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, purely just for their geographic locations and seeing how it would impact the, the landscape... Yeah, there were some really cold, calculated decisions, and it was just like, ooh, boy, okay, so this is what we're doing. Yeah, not like needing to drop the bomb because they needed you to, needed to a... win the war. More yeah. so, oh, we want to see how this will affect the land and the environment and what this will mean. And the guy was like, we can't blow up Kyoto due to his cultural significance. <laughs> oh, so my wife and I honeymooned there. It's like... I th- I will say I thought that I laughed at that like the 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 dark yeah. humor jokes that exist in this movie I did enjoy because I was like Jesus Christ I this yeah is I was terrible. like wow I wonder if that guy said that in real life <sighs> who knows but I yeah I think that just like questioning the morality of nuclear warfare and everything you know you know what I will say is they confirmed quotes confirmed aliens confirmed non-human biologics recently no they didn't confirm it they alleged it no the guy was in the hearing on friday and he said that they have the remains of non-human biologics alleged non-human biologics he said he works with people on the program who have seen it source trust me bro Wait, so you're saying this guy is just willfully lying at his hearing? He could be. I'm. I don't know. Like, I'm all. I'm gonna be a skeptic until we have definitive proof. Oh, I'm gonna 100 percent believe it, and then wait until they. I don't think we're ever gonna get the full truth. Like, I don't think when it comes to like, not just when it comes to any government, you're never gonna get the full truth. No. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> like, because I mean. Everybody's got skeletons in their closet. That's what I'm trying to say. But do they have aliens in their closet is the real thing. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see, like, what comes of that. And if, like, we actually do. Like, they're like, yeah, we actually do have non-human Biologic. biological. Yeah. It's like, oh. Well, the thing is, is um, they're not these non-humans. They're not only landing in the United States. Like. We're not the only country on planet Earth, so... They're landing everywhere. I think they're just tourists. But, I mean, I was thinking, I'm like, I mean, if if there are aliens and they have spaceships and weapons, they could just pull a Star Wars and nuke the whole planet in one laser beam, and you would never know. 
until it was too late. No. But I was th- I was actually sitting there thinking, like, I mean, it could be a whole Watchmen type of thing where you confirm the existence of aliens and the rest of the world is like, oh, we have to become allies now and protect ourselves from it. Yeah. That's the one that's one way you could save the world. That is one way you could save the world. It's almost like the story's been done twenty years ago, thirty years ago. Independence Day. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, go see Oppenheimer. Um Unless you have sensitive hearing. Other than that, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comes out this week. I want to go see it. I'm hopefully going to see it Tuesday night. Um, hopefully. Um, there's another th- something else is coming out soon, too. But Blue Beetle. It is, yeah. No promotion because of the strike. I'm, I'm probably not, <laughs> not going to go see it. I'll wait till it comes on streaming. I'd be shocked if it just joined streaming right away because I know that they're already anticipating a financial loss. I bet they're going to try to make some movie, some money on it and just throw it in the theater. No, it's going to be in theaters, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was on streaming as well. Um, Yeah. I think they're anticipating 15.15 million the first weekend, which for like a superhero Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah. That's not that good. That's not good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, other than that, next time you'll hear us is a secret invasion. Yep. Until then. Bye-bye.